Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. For the third time in less than a week, hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. And I've got my man, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake, calling in via teams today. It's a new setup. I am Eric Ruby, and the Cardinals have made some quarterback decisions, some moves, and we had to jump right back into it. Tyler, how you doing, my friend? It is a uh, busy Monday, to say the least, my friend. I'm glad we could uh, find some time to do this pod because I feel like it's definitely necessary. Wild day. That is for sure. You want to give them the old uh, rundown of what happened? Yeah, so it all started with initial reports from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport that said the Arizona Cardinals plan to start the season with Kyler Murray on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, which means he would have to miss a minimum of four games if he starts the season on that list. Then, later in the day, there was reports and then confirmation that the Cardinals were cutting veteran quarterback Colt McCoy, which came as simultaneously a shock and not a shock, right, Tyler? Like, it, it was two things yeah. at once. Yeah, yeah. And first, let's first with the Murray thing, I think we both, in the on the last pod, we both said that that was going to happen from the Dobbs trade. When that went down, that was the, one of the first things that came into my mind was, He's starting on the pup. There's just too many quarterbacks at that point. Even with Colt getting cut, yeah. So then you move over to Colt. Yeah, it was – honestly, I was more surprised – I don't know, man. I think I was more surprised with this one just a little bit more than the Isaiah Simmons trade. Mm. But just the fact that it was like boom, boom, we're done, see you later, it was that – that was pretty wild. And, and it just seems like – it was just yet another message that this team is sending that, hey, if you aren't playing to what we need, we're going to go out there and try to fix it. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, though, we kind of said, I mean, we got to this point last pod, too. We even talked about his potential departure at some point in the season. I don't think we realized it was going to be before the season, but we were even just talking about if he should be the week one starter last pod. So, for it to actually come to fruition is really wild. I think that part I'm more surprised. Yeah, the one thing that I'm not surprised about at all is the fact that they believe Colt McCoy was not a good enough quarterback to start an NFL game. It's what we all saw, right? All of the arguments, and I mentioned... Just how... Just, just really crazy. We had a little technical difficulty there. Tyler dropped in, dropped out. But that's okay, because we're going to keep it going here. No, it's okay, Tyler. It's not your fault, even though I'm going to blame you. It's not your fault. Uh, (laughs) But basically, you said that it was a surprise that it happened this early. And yes yes and no for me, because one thing that is not surprising is that the Arizona Cardinals, they woke up and they said, Colt McCoy is not a good enough quarterback to play in an NFL game. Because... I remember kind of calling you out on this last episode, which we did after the Cardinals preseason victory against the Vikings, where we were talking about who should be the week one starter, Clayton Toon, Josh Dobbs, Colt McCoy. And you made an argument for Colt McCoy. But in that argument was not a single point, not a single one that mentioned him being better at football than any of the other options. 
honestly, even David Blau, who is still around. Um, yeah. I he could be, he could be the third quarterback, really. Dude, by all we know, he could be the starter week one. It's not going to happen, but we, we, don't, we don't know anything. We don't, we don't know anything. And that's yeah, it. Keenan very much made it seem like it was going to be a Dobbs and Toon race. No, and, and it I mean, is. It it is. Two minutes, I, said, I said McCoy, but at the same time, I said it with the caveat of how fast can Dobbs pick up the system? If Dobbs can hurry up and pick up the system and really know it and is comfortable, then there's a, he, has, he's, he was right there more in the running to get that starting nod. But – yeah, I'll be honest. I still thought Colt should have been the guy just based on what we saw through. I mean, he was the guy getting first team reps. Should he have started the whole season? No way. But should he have at least started the season opener? That's what I yeah, that's what I thought. But now you can tell that they just wanna they wanna see somebody really take this job and run with it. I mean, from the moment, in my opinion, that he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals, Josh Dobbs was your week one starter. Yeah. You don't trade a fifth rounder unless you're right. gonna unless you're gonna use them. That's a good point. Yeah, and it's not. And I know this is this is not like a fresh take. I'm not revealing any information that a lot of people don't know. But in, in case somebody doesn't know, somebody's not as plugged in as Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. <laughs> Drew Petzing was coaching the Browns' quarterbacks when Josh Dobbs was a Browns' quarterback, and so was Israel Wolford, who exactly. was the quarterback still. Yep. So this is not like Dobbs is going to be coming in and learning an offense that he has never been a part of before. In fact, I'm yep. sure all of these basic building blocks that you're supposed to get down in preseason while you're learning a new system. While Colt McCoy was learning a new system, while Clayton Toon was learning his first system, it was something that Dobbs was already a part of. And yeah, yep. he's, he's smart. Everybody wants to talk about the off-the-field smarts. Fine. But that does translate to being able to at least study and retain information. And if that's what your worry is with Josh Dobbs, I don't know why you would be worrying about that. We all talk about how not useful preseason is right and how preseason games all of that you're gonna give a genius two weeks to with no expectations to go and relearn an offense he already learned working with people he already worked with it's gonna it's gonna be fine like he's not gonna go out there and throw for 400 yards week one but it's going to be fine and he's the he's the best option yeah he's a journeyman he's been on a couple different teams all those teams signed him because he had to play and he did yeah. play. And he held and his Gann own. Even said, Gann even said they looked at him uh, earlier in the offseason and couldn't sign him. So they've already seen what he can do. They've liked what he can do from just based on his resume. So, yeah. And and, and it's interesting how the just the opportunity seemed to present itself after the guy was basically the number two in Cleveland. So it's not like they're getting some guy that was on the bottom of the depth chart. They're getting some guy that I think some teams really can see them taking over a starting role. It just depends how many games is that going to be. It's going to be at, at least a couple be, or yeah, probably at least a couple because Kyler is going to be done it till at least week four. If that, I mean, it could be longer than that. So right. that's something you got to consider too. Yeah, and, he, and he's both a, a little bit of both the best of both worlds. He gives you that veteran presence, even though he hasn't played a ton of games. He's been in the league a lot, and he gives you more running ability than what you would have got with Colt. So, I think it's an upgrade for upgrade for what they want to do. I think it's an upgrade for just the person that they want under center. And I think really now it's going to be gelling with the offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, and really getting on point with them to put himself in a spot because Gannon. 
you know, they're going to, he's going to let them battle it out and see which one comes out for week one. Yeah, we're going to get into what Jonathan Gannon had to say at his press conference that you were at in just a couple of minutes. I do kind of want to go through one thing first when it comes to Dobbs. Because as layers of this continue to unfold, right, as we're starting to get a clearer picture about this season, how they're operating, how they're viewing themselves, to me... This move to trade a fifth rounder for Dobbs, we mentioned it last week and we mentioned it over the weekend, Mm -hmm. is not a move done by a tanking team. You don't trade an asset from a draft that you very much have your eyes on considering how much assets you've already acquired for said draft. You don't do that unless you're trying to make a move that will help you win football games. And, you and that's don't... not to say, and that's not to say that there wasn't going to be a tanking look with Colt under center either. Cause well, that's what a lot of people said. Oh, they're for sure tanking now. I mean, if they would have rolled him out there, people could have said that was easily a tank job he, too. He No, if he started, if he played football, that to me would have signaled the fact that they were tanking. Yeah. This is the complete opposite. The fact that Colt McCoy is not on the roster shows you that Monty Austin Fort is not about that tank life, at least not to that level of extreme that maybe the Philadelphia 76ers are the only ones to attain. Or the San Antonio... <laughs> like, I can't even think of people in yeah. football because a lot of the times the teams at the bottom of football, it doesn't really seem like they're there on purpose. It just seems like they're there because they were bad. And if yeah. there's anything that it looks like Monty Austin Fort wants to avoid... It's looking back at this season and talking about how god-awful the Cardinals were. Yeah, sure, maybe maybe they don't win games, right? Maybe they don't go out there and, and put together a 10-win, a, an 8-win, a 5-win, a 4-win season maybe, right? Like, all those are still possible. Yeah. But the optics of trotting out a should-be-retired Colt McCoy, which is all due respect to him. Like, he's a fantastic mind. He's going to do great in media and coaching and whatever he wants to do. He was good for the Cardinals in his tenure here. He did his job. Fantastic career. Salute to you. It's over. Hey, they're going to probably get a new puppy or dog soon if that is the case. <laughs> yeah, he said his kids got to learn how to, clean the wor- how to clean the room first, though. And that don't just yeah, happen when he retires. But if they rolled him out there, that, that's a tanking move. Trading yeah. a fifth-round pick in its own right for a backup quarterback is not a tanking move. And then using said yeah. backup quarterback as your best option and starting in week one, cutting the veteran that was assumed to be starting, is not a tanking move. So, Tyler, mm-hmm. my question to you is, are the Arizona Cardinals taking this season? Because it sure as hell doesn't seem so. I think it's a, uh, a competitive, competitive tanking. I, I don't know how you can... I like I don't it. Know if that's, Competitive I tanking. I feel like that's I like what it, it is. It's, it's like we still know who we are at the end of the day, but we still – like this is like if, you, if you're Monty Osford, this is your thinking. We still know who we are at the end of the day, but we still need to be competitive and take steps forward to show that this is the foundation that you want to build from. This is the, this is the team you want to come to. Like if you just lay down flat and you know you're going to lose and you just want to lose, no one's going to want to come here next year. No one's going to want to do that like – you have to make this place desirable, and I've said it a million times. You got to try to be the Detroit Lions now. Like you've got to make you got to make that little that steady progress visible, so that you can turn out to be a team that ends up 
having no primetime games to having the first game of the year against the defending Super Bowl champs. It's those things that you have to really focus on if you really want to turn things around because it's not going to be an overnight it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a process, but you still have to show some kind of competitiveness because they've preached it all offseason too. This needs to be a competitive team, regardless of what they are, they need to be competitive. And I think this is another showing of if you're not being competitive, I think that joint practice was a very clear indication that they needed to change things up. We saw three trades during in Minnesota. That alone, I think, shows you, like, if you're not competitive, if you're not really with this team, you can go find somewhere else because we need guys that are actually going to help move the needle, even if it's a little bit help move the needle some way forward. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong, Tyler, but I will say there's something shocking to my ears to hear the words, well, they just have to try to be like the Detroit Lions. No, I know, right? I know. But you're know. right. You're right because that that culture's turned around and they didn't turn it around by winning a bunch of games when they weren't supposed to. They did it by losing a little bit and then slowly inch by inch yeah. game by game turning heads. And yep. the Cardinals are in the middle of a balancing act and they've got something on their finger, right? And it's on both sides. And on one side it's losing to get a top pick. And then on the other mm-hmm. side, it's taking over a losing franchise and trying to change the culture from being a losing franchise. Well, how yes. do you avoid dipping too far into the tank and losing yeah. that culture? But then also, at what point do you also get in your own way if you go too far the other way? And I'm not saying yeah. they have. Like, look, man, you break down this roster. We talk about these rooms or who can be cut or whatever. The competition inside of it, like... This team on paper is is not a good football team. And that's okay. They're not supposed to be. That's not what this year is supposed to be. However, mm-hmm. you want to find a way to balance on your finger that team getting everything you can out of them so that when players talk to players, which they do, like oh, yeah. players talk to players on other teams, they've got friends, like all of that. And they say, man, tough year for y'all out in Arizona. What was it? Two wins? Three wins? Four wins? How was that? Man, to be honest with you, like the result wasn't there, but every day we showed up to work and the culture was great and Gannon was fantastic and Monty Ossifort was clear. They're building something there. Right. They're they're building something there. And Dobbs, I'm not like, I'm really not trying to get too far ahead of this because at the end of the day, it's a quarterback he spent a fifth round pick on who's probably going to be a backup. But Dobbs, to me, is almost like that perfect level of quarterback to achieve that balance. That, okay, I'm not going to have my players go out there and look at Colt McCoy throw a dud on a screen pass. Yeah. We're not going to start the season like that. That's not happening. We're not going to let these players think that something is going to be handed to them based off of what happened before and not what you're doing now. So I'm going to take a different route entirely, but also one that's not going to like Kyler Murray's not suiting up week one. You know what I mean? Like you're not going out there and you're not putting somebody that's going to will you to a victory. And if he does more power to Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's let's talk about Kyler because it's like semi-confirmed. I'm still going to use the word reportedly because it hasn't officially happened yet. But Kyler Murray 
99.9% likely to start the season on the physically unable to perform list. That means he will miss at minimum four games. Yep. Reported this morning. Gannon was asked about it. He said, he was like, yeah, that or or injured reserve, right? So, but he didn't, he just said one of the lists and it has the only other list. It could be as injured reserve, but I don't think you can come off pup that quickly to be then put back on the IR. So basically what would need to happen if, if they see him playing, I think this is all how it works from everything that I've put together from some of the people I've talked to is that if he were to go on the IR, like if they were able to move him from the pup to the IR, they would first have to get him off the pup onto the 53 man, then onto the IR. If that ever could happen, because if they put him on the IR right now, he misses the whole year. I believe, I think Pat Elfline is not playing the whole year because they put him on the IR before 53 man roster cuts. So I believe that, the only option for me is, is he has to be on pup. I think that's that's Unless the only there's a list we don't know about. I guess, but I, I don't think it's possible for him to go on the IR, which is I think what everybody think he thinks he implied when he said that. So expect for it to be official that he goes on the pup. I would assume soon before. I mean by tomorrow at least. And yeah, it's going to miss four games at least. That's right. I mean, that's an, at least. I, again, remember we talked a long time ago. I put my money on week eight. Yeah, that makes I'm, sense. I'm still feeling good with week eight. I, I have no idea what I put my money on. Week eight sounds about right. Um, but also, listen, man, If I think if he was going to play in the first five or six weeks, I don't think they would put him on pop. No. But also, I mean, here's the other thing too, man. Once he comes off the pup, he's still going to have to ramp up practice-wise. So that's yeah. going to take a couple more weeks too, I think. So don't expect him back anytime soon. Right. And, and that's kind of the messaging with all of this is that all that talk and that speculation about Kyler's going to try to be ready for week one. Ooh, watch out. Kyler Murray might actually be able to. It was off-season chatter. We're less than two weeks away. If he was going to play in the first couple of weeks of the regular season, to be honest with you, we would probably know by now. We would yeah. probably know. And we, and we don't. We, we don't even know what list he's officially going to be on. And if they do pull some trickery, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, I guess it'd be Monty Awesome for it to navigate how to get to one <laughs> list than the other. But until he gets put on that list, you kind of got to assume that either is possible. And then once that happens, we are still not any closer to getting an answer about this. So no, the quarterback not. room, it's it's Dobbs or it's Toon. It, that, that's, the, that's the reality of the way that it is for this Cardinals season. And I hope yeah. we can look back and laugh about it one day because Dobbs versus Toon, who's going to be the Cardinals starting quarterback week one? If at the end game it's all turned around and Monty does what Monty does and JG does what JG does and we're looking back three to four years from now at a playoff spot and saying, wow, remember when it was McCoy, Toon, Dobbs, but it, it'll be a, a, an important part of that foundation building. That'll be the craziest thing. Like yeah. this part could very well be a huge part of the turnaround. This plus the Isaiah trade, all of this little nugget of just trades and acquisitions right now could really be something we all look back on and be like, whoa, this was a bigger deal than we all thought it would be. You see Isaiah's, Isaiah play? You see him play for the Giants? I did not see him play. I saw some highlights, but I didn't. I, I mean, mean, I guess the not highlight of him I just saw <laughs> one play. The highlight uh, of him missing a sack and everybody going, ooh, look how oh, close Isaiah Simmons yeah. got to a sack. Or oh, how about this? I, I heard some audio from him today. Oh, I don't have any problem playing linebacker. I love to play linebacker. I'll play linebacker for Wink Martindale. 
<laughs> he hated it here, dude. There's no chance that he was enjoying himself. You don't yeah. you don't go from hand picking your position saying I will only play this if I'm comfortable to joining a completely new scheme two weeks before the season start and being like, Yeah, I'll play anywhere for you. I would love to. That's such a funny <laughs> it's such a funny switch to me. And yep. if anything, it just confirms more like, yeah, it, it was it was he for was the best. Be it was for he the was best to be move done. on. All right. Yep. Speaking of moving on, Cardinals continuing to inch closer to roster cuts. They made a couple today. Cut down days officially tomorrow. We'll keep our eyes out for any names that maybe the Cardinals could grab. But instead of getting into the nitty gritty, because that's a little bit mundane, what positions do you see the Cardinals possibly looking to add once other teams make cuts? And I mean, I guess if you have any specific players on the Cardinals or off to watch in the next coming days, you can give it. But it's the back end of the roster, man. Not many difference yeah. makers. Yeah, no, I think just couple couple spots. Offensive line, I think just with Dennis Daly, the unknown with Dennis Daly and John Gaines, Gannon told us today that they're still going through the medicals of, of them, so still evaluating them, so nothing new there to report. They were both injured in the preseason finale, so maybe look at that spot. Cornerback, actually, no, sorry. Uh, maybe cornerback, but I would think safety is going to be somewhere they look just because I think there's going to be a name or two out there that might be intriguing. Oh, man. Maybe D-line, but I think they like who they have right now in the room. So I guess the two that I would watch, O-line and safety for for me right now, That those would be the two that I'm watching for tomorrow. Yeah, the secondary in general, it's the same as last year. Like, you just you need bodies in there. And now losing Isaiah Simmons, well, I don't think is a bad thing. You still need somebody to play there. Yeah. You lost somebody. You got to add there. O-line, yep. you can never have enough O-line. Never, nope. ever, 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 especially when the whole reason we're talking about McCoy, Dobbs, Toon is because the quarterback that should be starting couldn't be protected. So yep. keep taking shots at offensive line. If you want to follow along as cut days happen and who knows who knows who the quarterback's going to be week one, it might not even be somebody on the roster at this point. Right. Like I'm just along <laughs> for the ride, Tyler. Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, when, when was the last time a team has gone out signed a guy who did not take one snap for them, didn't go through training camp with them, and ends up starting the first week. Yeah. Like, that, any game <laughs> snaps. That's crazy. It's insane. Plus, real quick, I was about to wrap it up, but real quick, Gannon saying he's not going to name a starter for week one because it gives him a competitive advantage, but that he already yes. has an idea about who it's going to be. To me, that means yeah. I think it's Dobbs. I think so, yeah. My money's on Dobbs. I think everybody's money's on Dobbs right now. What a change. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. But when stuff does happen, you better be following at T Drake 4. That's the number 4, T Drake 4 Sports. You know what? Go ahead and turn those notifications on. Yeah. Get saucy oh, yeah. with it. Get saucy. It. Get the new era notes. Get that video fresh on your <laughs> on your timeline. Get notified as soon as that happens. Of course, all of Tyler's great work. Tyler's podcasting for you. He's recording videos for you. He's writing for you. He's He's basically doing everything. He's texting me my lines to say during the show. It's everything. This man yeah, you right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thrown off by your call dropping in the middle of this episode and then coming back in uninvited. It was so rude of you, Tyler. But anyway, <laughs> follow him at T Drake for sports. You can follow myself at Eric with a K Ruby E R I K R U B Y. Follow the show at AZ cards corner. Shout out to everybody at Arizona sports that makes this whole thing go and make sure you download 
on our Apple, on the Apple Store, on Spotify, on the Arizona Sports app, wherever you listen to podcasts, download, rate five stars, all that. We appreciate it. Okay, check out our video as well. This one's going to be up on YouTube. That's going to be fantastic. We've been doing more of that. And we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be week one, but we know we have a lot of work to do before we get there. So until then, enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys next time.